The Afrocentric Social Worker Podcast changes the conversation about the collective experiences of African Americans and centers on our need for restoration and healing. I created this podcast to give voice to those of us who are in the field, doing the work, and seeing the results of our work within our communities and our families. We will be talking with some of the best minds within the mental health and social services field. As you listen, consider the ways that we can redefine our experiences, our work, and our healing. Welcome to the Afrocentric Social Worker Podcast. Hey everybody, this is Monika. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to episode 002. This episode is just going to be an introduction where I'm going to talk with you a little bit about the purpose of the Afrocentric Social Worker Podcast, some things that we're going to be discussing. I'm going to be asking some questions of fellow social workers and professionals in the social service field. So I'm really wanting us to have a dialogue. And I also want you to know a little bit more about me. If you've not had the opportunity to tune into our first episode, it's episode 001 the power of parental connection. If you would like to catch that episode, you can go to thomasccconsulting.com backslash podcast if you'd like to check that out. So again, I just wanted to take this episode to introduce myself. And I am a social worker within the state of Ohio. I have a private practice, which is Kindred Connections Therapy Center. And I started that center to focus on reducing the trauma within the African-American community with children, with youth and families. Um, So that's the focus of my work. And I wanted to create this space because I think a lot of us within the social service field, we spend a lot of our time working within the communities that we serve, but we don't always have a space to talk about the results that we're seeing from our work. And we don't always have an opportunity to talk about some of the things that we experience day to day, some of the things that we see. We know that African Americans are struggling with a lot of different things within our community. We talk a lot about mass incarceration. We talk a lot about education. And sometimes those things can begin to flood the conversations that we have. But within our settings, we don't always talk about the adoption system and the foster care system or children's services and other nonprofit work that we find ourselves in when we graduate with our degrees. And that work is just as important as working within the educational system or talking about mass incarceration. And we as professionals, we're experiencing our own microaggressions and we're seeing things happen to our children within those systems that sometimes we talk amongst ourselves or we talk in our cubicles, but we don't always find that we get an opportunity to share our voice within those spaces. And sometimes within those spaces, our advocacy can be seen as a disruption to the status quo. So we sometimes um, quiet ourselves or we have secret conversations or we say to ourselves that we know and notice that things aren't fair, but we don't always feel that we have a space to share those things. So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. so We could have those real conversations. And I would like to hear from you all, my audience, about what are you all doing in your cities? What are you doing in your neighborhoods to combat some of these problems that we're seeing within these social service systems? And I think that one of the other things that is going to be important for us to talk about is how do we navigate these spaces when we do want to advocate, but then we have supervisors who might not be supportive of us or when people bring their own biases into the workforce. And how does that impact us? And how does that impact our voice? Um, Just because you have a specific job description, that doesn't mean that your biases towards African-Americans change. So sometimes when we go into these spaces, we have to deal with supervisors who do have these biases towards African-Americans and do have these thoughts and views that are more stereotypical than they are factual and true. So we have to talk about those things. And I think having that dialogue is something that I think we need to do more often. And then I know from talking to a lot of other people within the field, 
Um, so many of us feel that we can't speak our truth. And I think if we feel that way in these spaces, not being able to speak our truth to me is another form of oppression. And we have to think about all the ways in which oppression impacts us in our lives. And as a therapist, I see that happening on a daily basis. People are dealing with these microaggressions. Um, they're dealing with these nuances of, of racial and cultural relationships. And sometimes we don't know how to navigate those spaces. So just as within the mental health field, how circumstances and situations in our lives can create uh, mental health type symptoms. I think racial interactions can also do that. Racial battle fatigue is something that I talk to my clients a lot about and how that impacts their lives. So we, again, have to make space for those conversations because I think if we don't, we can sometimes feel isolated or feel as if um, what we're experiencing is is foreign or that it's not real or that our perceptions of things are wrong or off or that we're paranoid. And those are some things that I think a lot of us have heard when we work in these spaces. And then within that isolation, I think sometimes we might have situations where our coworkers or our boss might show partiality towards some other staff and, and not others, or we might get pushed aside or pushed away to where we don't get information shared with us as much, and we don't get called into group meetings and group conversations. Again, this space is going to be for us. This space is going to be for us to share those stories and it's going to be to share what we know about the African-American experience, what we know from the ways that we grew up and the values that were instilled within us and the things that we do know about our children. And then how are we using that information to better inform the interventions that are being introduced into our communities? So if you have research, if you have studies, if you have programs or anything that you're doing within your community that you would like to share, we want to hear from you. And then I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I, again, graduated with my LSW, and then I went on, I worked two years, then I got my LISW. And with that, I really didn't even know that I can go into private practice, so I spent a lot of time working um, within children's services systems, within school systems. Um, I did a specialization in school social work, so that's where I spent a lot of my time, and I really enjoyed it. I like working in schools, and I think that there's a huge need for social workers in schools, and I did that work for a little bit. And then I've also worked in foster care. I also worked in adult education. I've also worked in a college setting and helping high school students get early college credit. So helping them make the transition from high school to college as seamless as possible. And I worked in a lot of different places and had a lot of different experiences that I think can provide value for the things that I would like for us to talk about. So these are some questions that I would like for you to think about as we begin to expand this conversation for future episodes. What are some of the things that you think are holding back our community in terms of systems and processes? What are some things that you're seeing within your line of work that you know don't fit within African-American culture or that speak to the broader community but really don't address the needs that we see within our community every day? What are you seeing in terms of your supervision and the types of education that your coworkers and supervisors need that kind of push your voice to the side and don't leave room for you to give voice to the things that you're seeing and the things that you know about what African-American children, youth, and families struggle with within their lives? And then how can we begin to better advocate for the types of programs and services that we need within our communities to see the types of changes that we know need to take place? And again, if you have ideas for show topics or if there are other things that you are seeing in your field and in your work that you would like to share, we would love to hear from you. 
I want to thank you all for tuning in, and I want to thank Irene Wade of In Her Space for partnering with us on these podcast episodes. For more information about the Afrocentric Social Worker, you can find us on iTunes, we're listed on Blog Talk Radio, or SoundCloud under In Her Space. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in, and as always, be well.